Australian dressage rider Lyndall Oatley is based in Europe and married to Swedish team member Patrick Kittel. She has competed in two Olympics, London 2012 and Rio 2016, and has her eye on Paris 2024. She has also represented her home country in the 2014 WEG in Normandy and the 2016 World Cup final in Gothenburg. I caught up with Lyndall just after her win at Hagen Horses and Dreams just a few weeks ago. We talk about her three current Grand Prix horses, the Australian team spirit, how Europe is different and how it has changed her. We touch on competing and not being afraid to push more, the ups and downs of the journey and riding strategically, watching Isabel, dressage in Australia, Sandro Boy's half pass and why a mare's so good. Here's Lyndall. But hey, it pays off sometimes, like Hagen. Talk us through it. Oh yeah, so happily talk you through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy experience actually because I haven't had her out since Compian last year. That was June, and now right. literally now oh, actually God, I month it is. Days, yeah, so. I've lost track. <laughs> Just communally verbally. Yeah, so no, it's all good. So then I've been working really hard. I didn't want to show her on the indoor season. It's not She's not the horse for that yet. Okay, yeah. So I wanted to really find my way with her. And I knew that I was getting losing a lot of points from tension. And okay. it's because she gets very hot. And then when she – it's funny because yeah. she's quite calm when you get on her. You think she's a camel. And people are like, she's not hot. Yeah. And then you get to a point in a warm-up and it's about 35 minutes in and you feel her, then it ticks over to okay. t- like literally a time bomb. Yeah. And nothing can be any different. It doesn't matter. It's just something in her head goes from quiet to really highly strong. And then also that's generally the time when you're going into the test. So I tried shorter warm-ups. Nothing would really work. And so then change it entirely. I do a a long warm-up. And then I do much more walk intervals. I do one thing. Okay. And I'll walk again. And I'll do another exercise and then I'll walk again. And that just taught her to switch off a little bit more regularly and more consistently. And it really was starting to pay off. And then I thought, okay, let's do a show. So then did Hagen and paid off. <laughs> because you were going to take her, well, she was short. No, hang on. Hanning. Her, her, yeah. She, she was were my, tossing yeah, kind of... Yeah, it was a 50-50. Yeah. I didn't know which horse I was going to take until the last minute. And it actually was in Compiègne that I had to make it okay. decide where I was heading. And at that point, I thought I would have taken Ellie. But then Ross improved okay. dramatic, yes. drastically at that point. And then I was like, okay, who do you take? Mm. And I thought, well, she didn't cope as well as I'd hoped in Compiègne. And then also she got a foot stuck in a, in a grid there, okay. in a drainage grid, and she slipped over. And it wasn't a massive injury, but she pulled a muscle Just in enough. it. And I thought, you know what? Ross is more consistent right now. And at that point, my focus was on getting our team qualified mm. to go to the Olympics. Mm. And so for me, that safest choice was to do take Ross, who I knew would do a consistent Grand Prix, and he was peaking a little bit at that point. And then I thought, well, everything will go into that Grand Prix. And my main focus was not on my individual performance, but my ability to help mm. get our team qualified to Paris. And that was like amazing. Like, I felt like, I don't know, handing there was a big change. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's just the same, everything. But there was a big change. Like, everyone had amazing jackets on for stuff. Oh, <laughs> were a unified was, team. I felt like that was uh, the first, I don't know yeah. if it's the first time. I, I, but just from the outside looking in, it was like, 
everyone seemed like they were gelling, going, working well together, looked good together. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the past, but no, I don't know. There's something it felt, about it. We've been pushing for that for a long time, yeah. and it just felt that everything started to fall into place a little bit, and that we had like the younger guns coming through too, mm. with Aiden cool. and yeah. Simone. That's really exciting yeah. as well. And then it was just like people were starting to push our performances forward a little bit. Where could we had more riders getting over 70. That's it. Huge deal for Australia. That's, that's it. And from also young guns like Jaden and things like that. So it was really, and then we looked the part. We, we were a unified team and people really stood up and took notice. And even the simple, simple thing of having a team tail people responded to that yeah. and they took us a little bit more seriously yeah. and I love that so I'm hoping for a bit of continuity for teams and what, what's the thing with team because you've been a few now what's the thing that makes a good team environment uh many things I think we all uh, you have to respect each other's space when necessary but we all have to bond and be a supportive of one another at the same time we were very good with that actually it was really good because there was a lot going on at wake um, mm. so we had Mary didn't, wasn't able to start. So that was also very difficult for mm. her. And, um, the younger kids handled that mature with so much maturity. Um, and you don't learn these things no. until you're in a team environment, yeah. how people are going to respond and react to one another. Um, I had my issue in the special, which was mm. also, but everyone handled it with such professionalism and it was just a really nice thing. So I think that was, people were together as a team and showed respect for one another and support. Mm. Uh, and it was very simple. Mm. Um, Debbie Nichols always such a calming influence. Uh, she's all, she was there and she really, she unifies the team in a very non-dramatic very okay. simplified way which i really like um and will our new high performance guy he's just was a real rock there actually that was the first time i've met him okay and he he was always present yeah he wanted to show his support and he was there everywhere and i have to say those aspects i felt a lot and then it, in the warm-ups, everyone was stood behind everybody and was that there. was the thing too and i noticed that at Aachen last year there was a lot more of Everyone's coming and watching everyone's test. Yep. You no. Know? And it, I think it really makes a difference. I think we've all talked about it a lot. And I think that, um, yeah, it's not, it's not forced. It's actually yeah. they genuinely want to be want a part to be of there. one another's um, success or lack thereof on that yeah. day. It doesn't really matter. That's what makes a team. And that's one aspect at the moment in Europe where I think we're doing really well is that we're so supportive of one another. Mm. And you can guarantee the moment you get off and one of them is watching and clip my horse no matter where they are. Yeah. And they'll send you a message immediately uh, of happiness and support and the same when things aren't going so well. You can really feel that our community in Europe has now become a lot stronger hmm. and is developing all the time, that's which is lovely. True. But that's also thanks to you. You're like Auntie Lindor. <laughs> I really am. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I feel it. Don't worry. Sometimes Auntie I Lindor really feel it. Auntie looks after everyone when they go to Europe. Yeah. But it's really not. But that, that is. It's a big thing. And it's a big, you've been a very big part of that. I'm proud. Thank you. And I'm yeah. also really proud to be a part of it because when I first came, there wasn't mm. really any support crew over there and I it was actually funny Matthew and Ronnie thought there's no way she's going to survive they told me straight out there's like Matthew too tough like Matthew Dell was like no she's going to fall on her face and she won't cope she'll be back and I wasn't the strongest person yeah I was a very much a family person who thought I'd be there for 18 months to learn and train and it wasn't until I got on horses from actually back then was Patrick Kittle my husband and then I got on I was like oh my god this is different Mm. And not that anything I'd done before that wasn't, was wrong. It was just this development that I was searching for. And I got on these horses and felt this amazing relaxation 
about response and yeah. connectivity with you as a writer. And I was like, I want to learn more. Yeah. And so I thought, well, and I also started late. I started yeah. at the Sydney Olympics when I was 20. And so I was... Oh, so old. I was old. <laughs> yeah, these other kids are smashing it now already and doing yeah, Grand Prix. And I had... I was, I was running around having a great time. Making your horses look pretty. No, yeah, still, they joking. still look pretty. They still they look do. pretty, I have to say. <laughs> Mum said to me with my last one that we purchased, this Dante Fortino there. Mum goes, you're not buying it because she's pretty, are you? I'm like, no, I promise. I promise. I've moved. I don't think of it like that. But no, I really like being a part of everybody's little... And I reach out to most writers when they come over. Yeah. Uh, nearly... If I know someone's there, yeah, yeah. Um, then I'll reach out and say, if you need me, just give me a yell. Oh. And I've often come, some come over for coffee or I get a message for somebody. And um, even now, which is really funny, and I didn't think about it till you just said that, when I went to the CD, Sydney CDI on the weekend, there were so many of the young writers I taught for the young writers for the New South Wales squad oh. and their mums. And so, so many come up to me and they're, oh, so nice to see you. I want to show you the pictures of how my kid's are doing now. Oh, this is where she is. And then I had another one. Oh, Lyndall, I know you're here. Can I have some advice? And yeah. I suddenly realised that I, I, I didn't think about that with those groups because I, yeah. I spent two days with these kids and huh. it was so rewarding and I enjoyed every minute of it. And I taught them and we did a... I did a screen presentation. I made them little little, uh, little bracelets Aww. and a little printout of everything so they could remember what we talked about. And I don't, oh, that's so cool. I don't know. I got really into it. Yeah, Horrifyingly awesome. into it. <laughs> yeah, maybe those guys was like, oh, my God, this woman's <laughs> She's like the top. too <laughs> intense. But it was good. No, and then, like, they obviously didn't think that. No, cause... and now we've got one of them over with us working with us. He's been oh. for three years and he's going to stay for another year. And we've, we've found a horse for this young kid called Will David from Barrel and it's been really fun. Oh, that's just, awesome. Yeah, you know, just letting him see the world and what we do over there. And I wish I could do it for more people, but it's just physically oh. impossible. But, yeah, this is just sort of right place, right time. And, yeah, I, if I can help anybody find their own way and a bit easier, yeah, then I'll do it for anybody. That's and important. what was the biggest difference? Like, I'm... Backtracking a bit, we'll go all yeah, over the place. Oh, that's all right. Oh my god, oh, there's so many jump everywhere. Jump everywhere. When you first went over and you got on those horses, what was the? F- I mean, you the relaxation with the reaction, but what did you learn about? What was the first lessons? I guess. Well, the first the first thing I really learned is that they have to do it more on their own. Yeah, the horses have to want to do it on their own and in a really positive, relaxed way. That was the first thing I learned uh-huh. massively, that I was, I, I'd held too much yeah. and I um, didn't know how to follow as much. I, I needed to learn to be comfortable with that impulsion and comfortable with collection, but them doing it mm. and me supporting them. Um, and that was something that I needed to learn a lot of. Mm. I supported my my posture a lot with my hands back then and my my seat wasn't well, still not my best thing but it got better and so you know I think it's a matter of also then I learned that straight off the bat okay that was one of the biggest things I had to figure out and then I had the, the important of transitions and basics yeah. oh my goodness and I, it's funny I still think about it even now I still don't do it enough you yes. can never do it enough and yeah. it's, it's just something that's I always felt like oh yeah here do a half pass back then and now I'm like, yeah, okay, now I have to do check so many little processes before I even before. think about doing a half pass. And, and I do them regularly and I do them instinctively now. Instinctively, it's no problems. And it's just, yeah, I just learned to, I needed to learn to develop, but I need mm. to learn to how to develop a horse in a, in a way that would be 
um, yeah, so they can do, we do it as a partnership and in a really easy way and let them have fun, and have fun with it. Oh, mm. my goodness, I love what I do. I'm yeah. really lucky and I love their, my relationship. And not that that's changed. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, I just wanted to be open to learning. Yes. And, and just see what makes everybody tick and what's different and what makes one person better than another person. So what, like, you think, you know... Okay, Isabel, does she still... I don't know whether she still comes yeah, to your barn or Isabel, not. Isabel, I take trains with Isabel. Yeah, and I'm sure you've had other trainers through and seen a lot, and when you go to the shows, you're observing a lot. So, like, what is... It? You know, the, I always mm. think there's a difference between even those who make the podium to those, um, to those who make the team, to those who are on the podium all the time. Oh, it, and it's like, there's some weird X factor, yeah. and I... Like, so what is yeah that that's the hardest x factor it is it is an x X factor factor. (laughs) and i think it's different for every person but i think you have to the what i've learned the most is that there's no one way Mm. there's no one right horse and that um First of all, I think you have to have have your own journey with your horse. You're not good. Look, yeah, look that's at, it. You have to have a way of yeah. establishing your relationship, your mistakes, your good things, and learn through that. And I think the the champions that stand out the most for me, and who are the most consistent at being a champion, have had this amazing journey there, mm. this amazing relationship with their horse, and that stands out for me consistently at the moment. Look at Lottie and Glamourdale. Mm. They've known each other forever and they've developed. And like, that's a specific type of horse. That's a, it's funny, I've been listening to a few of your podcasts, actually. <laughs> and I was listening to Gareth, and it's really on the money. I know what you're going to say. Go mm. on, say yeah, it. So not every horse is the same. So yeah. Lottie's got this power pack, yeah. this amazing horse with these three naturally amazing, elegant, elastic impulsive paces that just draw your breath away it's spectacular that horse is naturally spectacular but then you have other horses just say in gareth's way when he's he's intelligent yeah he looks at it mathematically and goes okay i can do all the collectives and smash it probably better than anybody and get those nines and tens and so then mathematically yeah, it becomes and, two. It's, <laughs> and this is it. And he was on the money when yeah. he when he talked to you about that. And that's something that Patrick and I talk about a lot. And that's what I've talked a lot about over the last few days with, say, David McKinnon, because mm. I've been helping him all week, is that find your strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Work your, on your weaknesses to improve them. But make sure when you go in a test that those strengths you can rely on and actually really Get push, not just for a seven, Push for an eight. Mm. Push for an eight and a half. And that's also, I don't know whether you've watched it, um, Isabel's interview on the FBI. Uh, yes, I think that's a recent one. Yeah, the recent? recent one with yeah. Gates. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 I did. Uh, it was brilliant because yeah. she, she says it exactly that. Oh, you know, what's this about dressage? She goes, yeah, well, I want to I, I learn what's, how to make a seven into an eight yeah. and an eight into a nine. And Jessica said that too. And I that's mean, what makes those people, yeah. the A-listers that are at top, getting yeah. time and time again, they don't settle. For this. For this, because it's safe and it's comfortable. They go, okay, I can develop my horse. And if it's all, it's myself, my mm. riding, or if it's my reaction, or if it's my softness or my suppleness or my connection, whatever is it going to be to get that an eight or a nine yeah. with that horse on some specific movements and then you tick along and then, then yeah, yeah, let's yeah. all hope one day we can be there. And it's never all, always. <laughs> no, there's, yeah, if, if we're too comfortable, we're not pushing hard enough. Yeah. There's always, and I don't mean the thing. that. You're, you're, the training starts when you're out, of, you're out of your comfort zone, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, all and it's also, um, I think some people get a bit confused by that. I've noticed that a little bit on the weekend is mm-hmm. that, 
um, I think uh, someone said to me, yeah, but I, I said, you've got to, you've got to push and I said, and, and you've got to challenge yourself. And they go, yeah, but if I challenge myself, people will misunderstand that as tension. And I said, no, tension is when it goes wrong. Oh. Tension is when you've, you've put too much power and you haven't listened to your horse or too much reaction or impulsion or put them in a situation that they're not ready for. It's all strategic and you have to slowly move through all those challenges and develop your horse as an athlete um, that has a heart and soul. And that, mm. that's your, that, as long as that's your, still your key focus and your horse is happy and willing and wanting to do these things, then to challenge to create a little bit more impulsion in a half pass or a quicker reaction in a half halt, as long as it's done in a positive way and creates positive hmm. impulsion or energy that's rewarded yes. with giving back to the horse so they feel comfortable, then that just leads into a way to a happy athlete that wants to perform for you. Yeah. And that for me is totally different from tension tension yes yeah that's a good explanation yeah. oh good because i've been that's thinking good. about it like, yeah, it, yeah. how am i going to say this yeah, to the people the, who ask yeah that's, that's good. it because um i found a lot of people that i spoke to and they're all very good riders they were afraid of of pushing more past a seven and then mm. you get stuck on the 70 yeah. percent and they they're better than that there's some exceptional yes. riders and exceptional horses coming through the ranks at the moment here in australia and I got really lucky to see a lot of it. So I, don't, I really want to see those guys go and challenge themselves for an eights and eights and a half yeah. because a lot of them actually wouldn't take much to push at that in a little way just with maybe technically preparing for a pirouette better or, you know, or asking the changes to be flying changes and lifting and jumping instead of, okay, three, fives, done, tick. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a seven. Yeah. And then they come out and they're feeling a bit... Mm. disgruntled and it's not what they want but then and I get that because they, they, I think they know instinctively that they can they do could more. do more that they're yeah. kind of too scared to push and where, and a where, yeah that's it and then I've never had a problem with making mistakes god I've made so many yeah um and also I've done like I took Sandra Boy to his first into two in short run period I got 61 percent mm. I didn't do a single PF. <laughs> not one yeah not a single one and Isabel came up to me and she laughed she goes that horse isn't going to do Grand Prix and, oh, right. yeah, and I was like okay so then I, then Patrick's like hell yeah like, we knew, challenge that's it we knew what we, the thing is is I we knew what we were doing yeah uh, but at the time you knew where you were on that at that point in the journey with that, that horse. and I wanted to test where I was yeah. and okay 61% was probably exactly accurate at that point because I missed every PF, but I got the candidate tour was spectacular and really yeah. less tension, and I was really happy for that. And so then I went to the next show, and Patrick goes, Okay, we have two decisions to make. He goes, You can do go in there and maybe not get the PFs how you want, and you do a sweet test and you'll probably get it, you know, whatever happens. Or you can take the whip just to help him with his rhythm because that was his problem at that point. Mm. He didn't really know how to keep his rhythm and just have it there. And then he goes, and then possibly then, which was the problem why I didn't take the whip in the first place, the first test is that he got, he used to remember Sandra Boy, his candle was like a pogo stick and a, it was just impossible. And then to, if I had the whip even there, he got even more mm. rolly and it was, I felt like I was just lost at sea. It was awful. So I said, he goes, so you're probably going to have not the best canter tour of your life, but you'll get the piafs. Yes. And I said, well, the end journey is that I need to know I can get those piafs. So let's 
Let's do it. Do that. So I got all the fias and the canter destroyed my stomach, my back for three days. And, and it wasn't pretty. It was like really woo, like it was on a seesaw. And, uh, but I came out and I got, I think just under 65. And, yeah. But I got good marks for the yeah. fias. And I'm like, perfect. That's what I'm after. That's it. Then I went out to my next, I think the next one was an international and I got 68%. Yeah. And then I climbed from there. And that's what people need to understand, I guess, with, you know, commenting on, t- like, there's a whole picture. You're looking at one part of that picture but there's a whole journey going on yeah. here, not just one test. That's, and that's what's really hard. I think there's also from an outsider looking in, you go, oh, oh, oh the piano went that great that. today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and okay, probably compared to where it should yeah. be. No, probably not. Or whatever. But sometimes you, you're working through things at home yeah. that you just want to give a horse confidence mm. or just reassurance or just find a way. You try change something. Maybe you put on a different pair of spurs to a smaller pair of spurs or you've changed change the bits or you made the nose band looser or everything else and that person's testing to see if that's going to work and sometimes you have to test in front of everybody yeah when it's on clip my horse <laughs> and everybody in the world can see it and that's part of life and you just have to suck yeah. it up and it's but it what do you do how do you suck it up you just suck it you up. You suck it up. Yeah. Turn it off. I just don't think about it. I, I don't think about anything else when I ride. I yeah. only think about what's you best can't. for my horse. And that's the beginning and the end of it. I just, I've learned that a lot from Patrick. Okay. Only focus on what you can control. Control the controls. That's it. Yeah. And now if my, the, the, I just have to focus on my horse on that day. And if that's what I need to do, then do that's it. what I do. And then I know the, if I, if I know my end goal is a certain thing and I'm working towards that, and this was a step in that direction to give us the horse and I confidence or experience, then I'm fine with that. Mm, mm. Then the rest of the world can see. And then hopefully most horsey people would understand. And if they don't, that's okay. Yeah. They don't have to. It's, it's my journey with my horse. That's it. Yeah. And that's what's important to me. And how do you keep it positive? I mean, I'm sure you get on brilliantly with you and Patrick because you're living together. You're working <laughs> together. You know, surely you want to punch each other sometimes, especially when you're training. No, <laughs> no, no, we're actually yes, really, really good well together. Behaved. Oh, good girl. No. Good boy. Yeah, no, I don't. We said it from the world go. The word go. We've seen so many of those yes. relationships in horsey world which just get so toxic, let's yeah. say, and overwhelmed. From every direction. So yeah. we always say, I don't have anything to do with the business. Okay. Nothing. And I'm really happy to do that. I, when I'm in the stables, I'm a client and yes. I'm a student. Okay. And we keep it as simple as that. The moment I'm on my horse, I'm a student from Patrick. He gives me a lesson. I say, say the same. Thank you. It's all done. Yeah. And then we talk about it at home or wherever else. But we try and keep everything mm. very separate and it has so far would <laughs> I'm sure been working well. <laughs> uh, it's been yeah. working well for a while. I think you'll be fine. No, so I, we really found our way, and it's yeah. um it's a mutual respect for one another as well. And, and uh, we, he's very supportive of me when I have success, and vice versa. And we, we it's it's just a matter of learning when to when to be the person's wife yes husband trainer support crew you know mum whatever it is at that time that's it (laughs) it's just we're trying so hard to keep everything yeah in its little pocket and protect those pockets so that yeah. it, it, it functions. And yeah. it does, thankfully. It works so well. it's been But that's good. good advice for other people. Yeah. <laughs> no, hopefully it works for them. I don't know, but yeah. Life advice from yeah. Oh, God, don't, this is too much to me. It's horrifying. <laughs> no. So how many horses are in the state? Like, full of, um, all it's up. getting bigger and bigger at the moment. Uh, I think we're up to 35. Um, we have two, we're about, we have two separate staples. Okay. We have our stable... Which is by the house. That they all look out onto your 
Don't worry, I watched that. Um, it's the Matt best thing Heineken, Matt Yeah, no, it's And that's like what I liked about that. They're saying, hang on, every horse here is really good looking. You don't have one <laughs> ugly horse. No, we, we still don't, actually. I'm waiting for one, but we haven't got one. And it's not by choice. It's just it's how it is. We've got a ginormous 18-hand thing that's huge. It's like something out of Jurassic Park. But his face but is pretty. still actually cute. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah, it, at least Matt was happy. Matt, of yeah. course, Matt would One notice of the pretty that. Ones. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. But he, um, no, yeah. we have that stable next to us. Yes, is um, with our competition horses. So Patrick's permanent competition horses, my permanent. Well, not that I have. Yeah, I have my three. That's yeah. how it is. Mm-hmm. And then Marlon, Patrick's Baritas, more consistent Grand Prix horses. So that's our. Oh, okay. Pre- They've got theirs there too. Yeah. We have that separate. Our horses look. Patrick's and mine look into our garden as much mm. as we can but my girls actually look out into an alleyway on the other side which is really really quiet and quaint too. Yeah, so nice. um i like that so my girls are on one side and rossi's over here next to amelia's okay. pony yeah and he looks at because he loves looking out the window he spends <laughs> his whole day with his head out the window <laughs> loving life watching patrick do laps in the morning <laughs> no he loves it so those guys are there and then the other stable is more from prominently for our student or patrick's students and um our clients horses and then sales horses okay and when all, when all the stallions or more that way because okay. we have a lot of mares at the moment oh. Grand Prix mares and they're all yeah mares have exploded a bit oh. on the um, sports scene really I'm a huge fan of a mare always have been always have yeah. I love it I know I get why some people don't I, I could imagine it mentality mentality wise some people don't mesh with mares so well but for me I love it why? And I, I like I like that they're different and I yeah. like that they're their own person and that you can't change that. Yeah. And they have, you have to earn their trust. Yeah. And that can take so much time. And then they <laughs> yeah. offer you the world. Okay. And I love that because yeah. all my horses have been quirky. Yeah. From the beginning. Okay. I've never picked the safe option. <laughs> don't know if it's genetically an issue with me, but I don't want... I always want... I always was drawn to the horses that would challenge me. Yeah. Um, work on my weaknesses or were a bit... And this just just have this vibe about them that's going to give you a little bit of a challenge, yeah. and I I like that because I want them to be themselves. Yeah. And I I'm I think if a horse can still have their strong character at the end of a career or even coming through, and you can see they're still their own unique person, then I think that that horse has got so much inner strength, and I love that. And I don't want them. To, I don't want my horse to become a robot. I don't want them to become dull. I want them to be themselves and if that and that makes and continue to be confident enough to be that or to encourage them to be confident enough i've had that's one i've got now this dante voltino mare yeah she's pretty special huh i love her i love her no oh my god i love her and i don't show too much of her online i don't know why i just sort of enjoying protecting your little journey with her yeah Yeah. we took her to hagen to train she was amazing she amazing and johnny hilbarath died and goes that he calls a granata like a grenade because he's just like amazing because that's going to be next level and I, I really he's lovely i don't expect i already get compliments like that he's yeah. sort of really humbled yeah and he just sat there watching her and he came Aww. up to me and patted me and gave me big hugs and i was like, oh thanks mate that's yeah. really nice but she's mega but Again, I bought her when she was just turning seven and she'd had a very bad life. Um, She'd um, been very badly broken in. Okay. And then this guy had gotten her and then he took her a year to teach her the basics, just the basics again. And it was really difficult. And then he managed to teach her things quite quickly, 
once she got through that and mm. she was doing small tour mm-hmm. uh, not really actually let's be honest she was doing advanced level over yeah tour. okay um and then a friend of mine has seen her and goes i think i found the horse for you but she's not easy and i was like you're really <laughs> that's my horse <laughs> like, yeah okay and i said well send me a video and so he got a video i said no that that i like her and he goes and he warned me that her baggage and that she was very insecure and then she's not easy to get on and she's had she's a bit panicky and she and things like that and i was like yeah okay that's fine typical me still doesn't back off and then I just fell in love with her in the moment she walked into the arena. Oh. You could see that she was kind okay. and had a big soul and wanted security. And he got on and did a great job, showed the horse that everything's great. I got to get on, you could feel that she was scared getting oh, on. Right. And, um, but I fell in love with her immediately mm-hmm. because she kept looking for you, kept oh, searching for, yeah. you, for you to give her the confidence. And then when she felt that she could could be comfortable with you then you could feel everything just relax and she just really wanted to be with you um and there's that's where it all started and then it's been great journey and she hadn't competed much she'd only competed three times i think in her entire career because of that which i actually think is a bonus Mm. in my world because i can find my way you'll find an amazing bond with her yeah and i we have it's just so special and i took her to hug and she handled everything i got on her anywhere she went past all those basic things that young horses don't get to do Mm. so much and you just have to go through it and learn how to deal with tractors and jumping horses and yeah you know everything else and she just took it all in a stride and was so confident and no it was really rewarding and I was really proud of her that yeah. she's gotten that far that she could shine yeah. and she could be Feel confident safe with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah and what's her what's your plan for her <laughs> yeah big plans for that one um <laughs> I'm gonna take a Grand Prix in the next how old is she now she's nine okay I'm gonna take a Grand Prix in the next month find a show and then see how she copes with that. And then um, if she's ready, then I'd probably go straight to a three-star and okay. start. Um, I would like to have a ready. I think it's highly probable that she'll be ready for Paris next year. That's I, right. There's no problem. I think she'll be ready by the end of the year. Okay. Um, that I just want to make sure that she has her chance to do it in a way that keeps her confidence. Yes. Um, but I don't think that's going to be a problem. And she's offering everything really well. So watch this space but yeah everything is heading in the right direction and i just love her so, so then you've got three hot which is do you think like if possible to ride top level grand prix you need a few grand prix horses because you can only work one horse as much as you can work but it keeps you, you no know, yeah no it's a luxury that, that i yeah. didn't intend to have if i'm honest it didn't i didn't intend for this at but all it's got to be good for your riding and good for your match practice and it's no? yeah is it, it is no it is but it's, it's hard to balance them to make sure they all have the right time yeah, okay. to get what they need so okay. like with competitions and sure. stuff but it's okay it's great don't get me wrong um but it's just it's just how it ended up being and it's and it's he has taught me a lot because all three of them are so different yeah i guess that's the thing i mean they're all different anyway aren't they? and so, so that and that's fun because like ross i can just ross i don't have to train in the mornings and he was great with him when i have amelia when she was younger because i could, didn't have to get up early and work him in the mornings and he just sort of he's sort of my little pocket rocket he does his thing and he's a little fighter yeah um that's him. And then Ellie's this huge power pack prey mantis that has all this talent in the world <laughs> that you need to tone, dial down and let her just find How old is she now? She's, they're both, um, Rossi and Ellie are now 14, both of them. Yeah. And then um, is this soft little pocket rock. Well, she's, not, she's quite big, but she's just the soft, kind-natured 
sweetie that yeah. just wants to cuddle and do Aww. the best she can for you. So, and she's got no weaknesses technically. Yes. She's built really well. She's got three great paces. She's a great ability to collect and extend. So she's really the the modern type dressage horse that will really hopefully yeah head me in a in a really in further in my future fantastic yeah and how do you manage them health like i mean that's the one thing when you've got a good horse you want to keep them sound and you have no do you have a plasma machine or oh yeah we have plasma machines <laughs> what yeah. the hell no, no we've got everything it's like literally our horses are better looked after what than is us the, what do you no, what do you it's a little square gel plate pad type scenario yeah. and the plasma is really good for healing and generating blood circulation and so consequently if you have for instance in germany when it's revolting weather mm. half the time it's yeah. wet and we don't want our horses to stay inside so we get them out as much yeah, as we yeah. can but then often they get a bit of mud fever and things sure. like that for these sort of things oh, so you put it on and it just and heals just, it and it just heals oh. it. It helps really well with the circulation. So we use it a lot for that sort of thing. Yeah. I haven't put it on my face before. <laughs> I, I did think about it, but I haven't done it. <laughs> Dude, that's a dare now. You have to do it. <laughs> no, maybe I should. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll just do one patch. I'll yeah, let you know. Before and after. Before and after. Yeah, yeah. Horse, side, horse treatment. Right. Cryo. Here. Laser. Here. Plasma. Here. <laughs> Who knows? No. But we have all... Um, because our stable is predominantly Grand Prix horses or up-and-coming yeah. Grand Prix horses, the welfare of them and their health is one of the cool. biggest focuses yeah. that we have. Has and, to be. And so we spend, literally, they're out twice a day. Mm-hmm. They're on paddocks, grass, sand, hand-walked. We have extra stuff just to make sure that these horses get what they need. And that's the difference, I think, between our stable and perhaps another one yeah. is that we spend so much time on all their health and things like that. And so in the afternoons, we do the routines with the plasma or the cryo machines or the lasers. Cryo. Oh, we cry their legs, yeah. Oh, Amazing. Right. Amazing. That's a great idea. It's fantastic. So we have the cryo machine for their legs. We have the Equitron, which is amazing. Um, for their muscles and things like that. And so we have a, it's basically a ginormous health spa. Yeah. And then we make sure that those horses are looked after as best, better than ourselves. Yeah. And then, and that they have a good quality of life on top of that. So they can go outside and they yeah. can move and have quiet time and be as close to nature as we can give them. So that's, because that's part of it. Yeah. It's, I think that's an essential part of what we do. And then... Um, and then they stay forever. Yeah, well, look at me. I've got, yeah, Patrick's <laughs> not happy. We just had to, oh, our paddocks are full of my retired horses. And I, I go, he goes, they're all yours. I said, yeah. Scandy, is, that, is he still? Yes. Oh, yeah, fighting fit. Looks like a, looks like a mannequin. Baby. No, oh, he no. looks like perfection. Oh, really? Scandic could go in the ring no. any moment. Piaf Passage is his life. Oh, my God, Scandic's S. So Potty Fuzz oh, okay. 20. I think pots 20 or then you Oh god, I hope not. But uh, Spielen's no. 26 pot would be I think I try to stop thinking about age because it makes me horrified. Yeah, 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 I don't, I don't want to think how old they are. Um, but he'd be in his mid uh, I'd say 23, 24. I have okay. to check. I should know oh, that. That's, that's really cool, terrible. Then. But he looks amazing. Oh, that's very uh, cool. so we've got Scandic. <laughs> then we have Veltspiel, which I had over here, um, and he took me on all the journey in the beginning, all those trips back over when we had the um, funding to send That's young right. riders. Yeah, I remember. So he's there. He's still, yeah, he's still fighting fit. <laughs> then I got Potifar, my first um, championship horse, and that took me to Kentucky and taught me a huge amount. Uh, then we have Delani, 
It was technically bought for me, but was way too much powerful. At least I said yeah. big man horse. That was <laughs> big man horse. That was silly. <laughs> I, I had a high inten- no. So uh, actually, <laughs> Mum was really sweet and gave it to Patrick Aww, to keep. Yeah. And so Ma- he had a huge success with dude. She just wanted to reti- keep him. Yeah, <laughs> but Mum's like this. Look at all these paddocks we I have think behind us. Worse than you in that sense. Oh, she's shocking. Yeah, <laughs> we have police horses down here. Retired police horses now that Mum looks oh, after. I can see yeah. That. So That's it's really so sweet. We just we want. I think it's almost. Uh, we have the luxury to do that, yeah, which is really beautiful. nice. And that if, if a horse has another life on top of the career they have with us, which often our horses keep going touch yeah. wood for a long time in their careers. Yeah. But if we, say, have a horse that I – like, say, for instance, Diva. Um, I had Diva since she was five. Yeah. I'd got it all the way to Grand Prix. I love that horse and we've had, we have a really special bond. But then I met this little – girl from sweden and she was adorable and she was looking for a horse and didn't have huge money yeah. and i thought i loved her and, yeah. I, and i thought that girl could fit her and i thought well she's actually a horse that can have another career as a u25 and yeah. young riders horse and would be really competitive at that and i would love to see her feel competitive yeah and and so then i thought well this is probably the best thing i can do for her yeah um i cry i still cry <laughs> every time that kid gets out and wins i still cry yeah. it's horrendous yeah. um but it's um it was one of the most rewarding things she did and it's funny little stupid things like she her mum rang because she sung the whole way home back to sweden oh. i sang when i every time i used to come back from doing something that oh. meant a lot to me with my horses and i just went cried and went, oh my oh, god she's yeah. gonna they're meant to be together uh, oh so, my gosh she's gonna cry again yeah, okay let's really change the subject now. yeah no you never know with me um who do you who do you want when you're at shows and stuff who do you like to watch Everybody. Everyone. Everybody. I, if I have the chance yeah, these sure. days, yeah, it's really know. hard. <laughs> literally, literally Amelia fell asleep on me when I was supposed to watch Patrick in the in the special at Hagen. Uh, and she fell asleep when I was at the warm-up. And I still didn't get to go and watch his test. Oh, no. But what I did get to do at least watch was a couple of people warming uh, yeah, up. Yeah, so that yeah. was, it was, okay, Something. terrible as a wife. But as a writer, it was really good to watch a bit. Um, that I like watching everybody. Mm. I especially... Let's, be, let's see, who do I like watching at the moment? I always like to watch Queen Isabel mm. because she's so what is creative. It? Yeah, is that what it is? Because I know with Gareth saying, you know, I don't know what she does. Like, no, she's <laughs> got her what, own plan. She's got her own thing. She has a own, her own – it's the same with everything with Isabel. She often t- – I think she picks horses that are also quirky. Yes. She, she likes the challenge yeah. of a different horse. Yeah. And a horse that – confirmation-wise, a lot of her horses aren't perfection yeah. by any means. And they have little bits and this or that. But she just loves them and she wants to get in their heads. And so yeah. you'll watch her sometimes with a talented young one and you'll just see her challenging it and just trying to figure out where what what works, what doesn't work. And I think that's the difference maybe with Isabel to other people is that Isabel doesn't feel like she has to hide anything. Yes. It, and so she will take the young horses and ride them and perhaps they will spook or yeah. buck there or something else and she'll get this filthy facial expression that we all see in the arena <laughs> when she gets something wrong. And then, you know, she then she, or she laughs it off because yeah. they're playful and they're just feeling exuberant. And so I like the transparency and honesty mm. that comes with Isabel in a warm-up. Um, and I also, I just love her, also her perfection sometimes. I remember, I still think of it all the time, in a World Cup final, she was riding Via Gold and she was going through the corners and this particular r- the right corner before the half pass was clearly not perfect enough. 
And she rode that corner, I would say, 30 times. Huh. And she'd wait in the corner or then she'd leg yield into the corner. Yeah, or she'd okay. ride more forward into the corner. Then she would back off in the corner. And then she'd ride further out and shoulder forward. Then she'd go across. Then she'd lean, leg yield back again. Then she'd go again. And then it was like, yeah. it was amazing. It yeah. was just so interesting. And she went in and she smashed that corner. Yes. And so uh, she's not, she's willing to focus on that. Because she knows that's her, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's good about, yeah. Yes, but she knew that this was a weakness. So then yeah. she worked her butt off on that and just, you know, just kept going. It wasn't, it was just playful repetition and reward of this one corner. One corner. Yeah. And it was amazing. But it's also when she gets in a test, she writes, like, I always remember, like, you know, I've seen her a lot competing, but I always remember Rio and I think it was a special, I think it was a special at Rio and she just came in and she was like, not this one's not getting away from me. <laughs> and she was so like <laughs> a jaw could break bricks at that point, I think. Yeah. I just love it. Because oh, she yeah, just yeah. she's very comical with her facial expressions <laughs> and if you can tell she's loving it, then she'll have a laugh and yeah. because she like she, I remember her last sentence lines with Bella Rose. She used to generally oh, smile yeah. and shake her head. Yeah. And I love yeah. that transparency and authenticity that she offers in the sport. Yes. I think that's essential yeah. I, I, for me. Um, um I, it's also it's funny I just, it's related but not but yeah. um, what I also like to watch at the warm up and this is an interesting lead in for you is um, I like watching who watches the warm ups <laughs> yes um, so consequently I was watching the warm ups in Hagen yeah. and having good perv and I could feel and I looked around and Will Matthew yeah was sitting and he studied he sat there for hours yeah and he didn't watch didn't go into the main room I'm to watch anybody to tomorrow actually he watched he's a legend yeah. I just have every amount of respect for him and his journey and his focus and his talent um and i think he's going to and he's going to stir things up in a really good way and he's got isabel behind him who will stir it up anyway but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great because that's a type of kid that can go very far with his talent and his attitude and he's got the best support crew he could ever have around him yeah. and the sky's the limit and so and he's got two great horses right now at Grand Prix and he's probably got God knows how many coming along. Yeah. And it's good. It's great. Isn't and there to see he, I liked him watching him. Just watching him. Watching play. him watching. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I found Dave too. That's it. Well, ah. the same thing because I talked to him at Ark and yeah. a bunch of Aussies were sitting there and they were just talk, and talking. I went, should I go up and say hello? And I went, Lindell, don't be an idiot. You're going to look like an idiot. <laughs> I went, no, just go up and say hello. And he just ripped the Band-Aid off because I'm actually – I, in one way, I'm actually quite shy. Yeah. And then the problem is when you get to know me, I don't shut up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, really difficult for people to gauge me probably. But anyway, so I went up and I started chatting to them. And it was that little dynamic duo of Elliot and Dave oh, yeah. and Alexis and, and Rob's. Yeah. And so it was really fun. So I had a chat. And Dave goes, so and he just gets all excited. He leans into me and goes, what do you think we need to do to get better? Yeah. What am I going to do? What do you think we can do? And I said, well, actually, go watch the warm-ups. I said, yeah. that's the best thing. Go watch the warm-ups. And so next thing you know, I'm out warming up and then I can see this They're tall, sitting freak there of nature me. Australian. It was Dave. Yeah. I don't know if the other guys were there, but I don't know. I was just drawn to Dave standing there. And he's like, you know, he's like this, watching everybody like Good a little him. hawk. Because um, I didn't know him before that. Yeah, okay. And then I, we established a relationship from that day and it was really fun. And what's um? Because he's riding full and now. Yeah. And he did well. Yeah, and he's so. doing really well. Um. It's just a matter of circumstances because mum was going to send him back to us and I said, please don't. 
um, keep him in Australia. And so then we put him with Dave because we'd already had Dave with us yes. for the three months. Because he went over, didn't he? Yeah, he replaced Marlon. What, but right. that was also a risk for all of us because I you never actually seen him ride in the flesh. Uh-huh. Never once. And I just oh. watched his videos and we talked a lot and I liked his attitude and Patrick really had – we just talked and yeah. we just got along. And then I thought he'd get along really well with Patrick. And I said, okay, Patrick goes, I want to find a rider that can come in for a few months. And I said, sure. I said, well, who do you want? He goes, I don't know. And if I advertise, I'll get half the world. Yes, and I, that's it, isn't and it? I, and I get that. And so then I was like, oh, okay, you're going to think I'm mad. But would you try Dave McKinnon from Australia? And he goes, oh, really? Okay, yeah, I don't even know the kid. And I said, no, nah, I know, but neither do I really. But <laughs> I actually think if you want to give something, and I always want to give back as much as I yeah. can to home. I said, this is a person that wants to learn. I said, I reckon you'd get along really well with him. With him. And then, yeah, fast forward the clock a couple of years and now, basically family yeah and he has alan he's doing a great job and mum's thrilled to be able to have a horse horse support here and it's and it's also really rewarding for patrick and i because robbie and dave want all the help they can get yeah and so it's this really great unified team of wanting to develop and and um, we get to be a part of that and they enjoy it and it's just been it's rewarding for all of us. So we're just having the best time. So how does it work? Because you, you train them via Zoom? Yeah, or I Patrick a, or... a FaceTime or, mm-hmm. oh, or WhatsApp whatever. or whatever we've got. And someone holds the phone and it could... And then I warm him up at all these shows. Oh, so I'm, cool. I could be up at 2 o'clock in oh, the morning, gosh. 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he stuffed my sleep up for a good month once. So that, uh, he's going to cop it for that for the rest of his life. But, yeah, I just... He can do it by himself. He doesn't need Yeah, but it's nice to have but that. But I want to support him yeah. and he finds that my support keeps him focused and he likes that know that I he can zone in on one mm. thing and so if I can be that for him then I'm then I'm really happy so Patrick normally helps him once a week uh-huh. if, if when the time's right and I help him once a week and Rob's once a week okay cool. that's what in, in the best ideal world when there's yeah. not too many shows that's sure. what we try and aim for um and then it's really good because we help Robbie and Dave that they help each other okay yeah and yeah so, that's cool and they keep it going and they, they're really cute and then also did they send us a lot of videos like okay worked on this today can you have, we'll just have a look and then we'll respond and yeah. say yeah maybe do it a little bit this way or change this a little bit and then they'll send me a video the next day how's this yeah that's good looks great yeah it's fun and you said i think it was on instagram or maybe to me i can't remember about the trust with that what was that he just stand tr- on that no um for example um when well, this is interesting this is a hard thing to put into words but he never he, when he came over and we talked about developing as a rider and how the horses develop and things like that, um, he always trusted us with that. And he goes, oh, I don't know how that will cope. People will think the same thing with this we were mm. talking about. I'm worried that if I come back, they'll think I'm riding too forward or too active. Yes. Um, and I said, yeah, okay, that's okay. Um, and I said, but just trust me when we do this and this process and then just we'll get through this and then you get to a point when we, what we train isn't going to be how we ride in a test. Yeah, okay. uh, and I said, that, that doesn't sound right, but it, um, we challenge ourselves more to develop in, yeah. our, in our daily training. Mm. That's what you do to develop as a rider. And then when you go, the aim in the test is to make that look as effortless as possible. Mm-hmm. So then you don't do, you know, you don't challenge your half passes by going forward and backwards and yeah, tempos yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that, obviously. that then, But for him to 
think about things more in that way mm. in training and to trust us that we're not here and we're going to teach you this different way of writing that you're learning and literally. you're going to trust the process yeah, yeah. and you're learning over it over the phone half the time yeah. you, I was like you spent three months with us and yeah. he learned the basics yeah. of how we ride and that that connection and he felt it really well it's a great feeling so then to actually correlate to actually make that work distance on a phone yeah, yeah and yeah. commit to that and trust that that this will work um and that's what's happened and then he went out and won yes. everything on the weekend and yeah. i'm immensely proud of him for that because i think that takes a lot of trust to do that yeah. when the person's not with you yeah. every single day yeah, to, to, rather or, than just go oh no i'll just do it like this because yeah. i know i know this, this is safe for me yeah. this is comfortable or whatever yeah. and yeah. um no he was he, he like for instance with there's silly things like how we do the like uh, Alan was a bit insecure in the PF for, mm. for a while. We all know that, and that's something we've been working on. Mm. Uh, he get quite panicky, so then we've changed the curve of the into the second PF a little bit, so it's not too angulated and it's a little bit softer. softer. Yeah, and so then you know maybe, but he was like, "Yep, we'll do it that way," and and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And so and he and just yeah, that's a lot of trust. But that's also interesting for him as a right, you know. Showman, it's showmanship. Like it's being, it's it's craft, it's show craft. You yeah, know? being able to ride it and make it look like it's supposed to look, but yeah. just soften here or so, do a bit here, or a bit deeper here, or a bit forward here. Or... Even if you have a horse that gets a bit tense and it's get a bit panic stricken in certain things, and it's a matter of finding a way to give them confidence. So mm. we did a few tests that we only did. And this is another another example of trust. So we were working on the Piaf and it was going really well. And then he goes, to, and then we go, let's go to the show. And so I said, you don't have to do more than three steps. I don't care. Yeah. And we support you on that. I said, trust your feeling. Sure. If, if it's only three steps, doesn't matter. It's not the end. This is not the end result. Yeah. This, one this is test. a pro- this, yeah, exactly. training process. It's a training thing. Yeah. So all we want him to do is to feel confident that you can give the contact and pat him. And when you come to he, this place in the arena, yeah, you're going to be okay. This is not a panic place. This, yeah. is, this is a safe place. Yeah. And that it's yeah. not, you're not going to be forced to do something. Uh. It's okay. And that this is okay. And so he did that. And, you know, he, he, he was totally 100% with that thought too and it it worked and now we went we've done two great shows and two over the three over 70 schools and because we did that and he trusted that that was you know not the end result over do you think or just stay here or i want him to stay here yeah um i I, we haven't got that far thinking yet yeah i'm really honest but no i that's another interesting conversation (laughs) so many of our riders have gone to europe yeah. overseas now and you can feel that There's a, that little there. top skim of milk is missing a little bit yeah. and then i find and i get that i'm one of those people that aren't here you started it <laughs> i started it well before me thank god i was just a contributor um geez so the so yeah it's, that's a whole level of guilt right there i totally deal with on a daily basis but it's the, who are these younger generations going to look at? Yes, and on at competitions yeah. and in training and go who, who where, where how, look, what, yeah. where are we going? Where's where do we aim for? Mm. And so it's really important that we encourage our riders to be able to do it from home. Um, and this is a situation where I think like what we have with Dave is going to be really good because then if he wants to come over and train, he can come over. Yeah. He can come over and ride some of my horses. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Learn some skills. And then skill ha- get, get your feelers and your, you get, get that sort of reboot back mm. in if you're, if you're feeling something and then, and then watch a bit and then see it again and come back and then put that into his business here. Um, 
surely if he gets into champ, you know, thinking yeah. way ahead, but if championships are a possibility and things like that, then of course he probably will have to come over, but only short stints and time. come home. Yeah. Come yeah. home and develop your business and do it that way. Maybe he's got other ideas, but that's, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's how, how I think. think it would be a really nice thing. Yeah. And speaking of training horses, you know, I know with going back to Sandra Hit and the half pass, the half pass was the big thing. How, and it was, I don't know how long ago, but you posted like almost like a before yeah. we talked about the face treatments <laughs> and before and after the half pass treatment. <laughs> so My little what was the process? Off. Talk us through it. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't, you know something you can discuss in 60 seconds no but it wasn't that it's really wasn't that complicated the thing was is that uh, he had three huge paces Mm. he he, in his tiny little body (laughs) he he was tiny and it it was just had long limbs and this amazing ability to be agile and gymnastic and it was it's a it was a surreal feeling um we first started off base the basic version of it um we developed his paces that we develop his ability to go forward, ability to collect, ability to react, ability to relax, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And then we worked on that so then you could use his elasticity to your advantage mm. um, and to develop movements like the half pass. Then with Sandro Boy, it, that were the middle, the, just he, well, he wanted to offer so much in okay. that too. So that was also the problem. So it's all about um, finding a way to manage and control his enthusiasm and his ability mm. at that point, once he figured out he could do that. Um, one of the biggest things, and people still laugh at me, I don't know whether a lot of people understand it because it's not a lot of people think about the rib cage, but I learnt so much about the rib cage from Vince Corley. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still to this day pedantic about rib cages because it's for me, if they're locked in the rib cage and they're pushing on the inside leg, the freedom of the shoulder is not going to come through and the activity from the inside hind leg. It's... Yes. It's how the body works. Yeah. Um, so I would I like to make sure that I come through the corners that I can leg yield off that inside leg and I feel his ribs soften yeah. and move away from my leg. Not the body as much, like the hind legs or everything else. Yeah. I want to feel this movement. Um, and then I, yeah, it's, it, it's, it all starts from that, mm-hmm. through that corner. And then the ability to change tempos and, and then do travel. One of my favourite exercises, particularly with Sandra Boy, was to do shoulder in, travail. Ronvers, shoulder ins, and change it constantly. Move it around, and um, and that was really fun because he was so gymnastic. And then, yeah. it, um, and then the next thing was with him because he offered so much is that he wanted to lean into it. So, mm-hmm. say for instance, he was so extravagant with his shoulder. So then you have to con- manage that a little bit by then the leg yielding a little bit back to the wall, so mm-hmm. he doesn't lead too much with the shoulder and. It, it's yeah it was he was he was blessed with that i was very lucky and i'm also it was my it is still my obsession <laughs> so it was the perfect melting pot of talent and obsession and obsession basically <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll be honest it really is oh yeah. God. no that's so me funny but and then um what do you do with yourself because i know you've got mm-hmm. a physio and you've got a i don't know this and that we have a lot um I we have Sorry, a. Sorry, have you got time? No, it's fine. Just as long as the kids not as long as as long as the kids not ripping down the door, we're fine. <laughs> um, we have a physio once a week. Yep. Um, that works on the basics. We have a with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, human. Yeah. Yeah. Human. Yeah. Yeah. So human. Human. Physi- yeah. Physio. Yeah. Uh, then we have on top of that a very special guy from the Olympic Committee from Sweden who mm. actually is an Aussie. Yeah. He used to be huh. a snow skier. Yeah. Went to Sweden, becoming a doctor. Now he's an osteo, and so yeah. he helps as well once a month. But he's also like a personal trainer, and he's very good at butt kicking. 
and so he comes for two days. Oh, nice. Makes you push through your comfort zones with Beautiful. your exercises and checks your posture and your way of executing exercises. I love that. So then the good thing is Patrick has a huge gym upstairs. Patrick, And then so Patrick gets a bit done with a certain thing and then goes find something else. And so now he's into swimming. So I get the whole gym to myself. Oh, nice. So it's great. So we have everything from Pilates, reformers, everything. Uh, There's a lot of good things. And uh, I work out every day um, for my mental stability as well as my physical because it makes me feel better. I sleep better. And I I don't mean working out like, you know, doing a hit for an hour or whatever no, else like but I, I variate it uh, yeah. so sometimes I might just walk f- for an hour some if that's what I feel like on that day I do a lot of Pilates I need to do more actually yeah wrong girl to talk Pilates. to about that one but oh yeah. my gosh sorry yeah, no. I always bang on about the oof you have to try oh it. no I see you have to I have one you. I bought one but I don't know how to Freaking, use oh it my God, <laughs> I, don't know how to, I haven't got one here I've got it back in Europe no, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I do Pilates, <laughs> and I do a bit of yoga, and then I do my own little hit versions, and I make a little sequence of things, and mm. then I do um, intervals. I change it up. Do whatever you need I to do. I skip a bit. I just do whatever I'm in the mood for. I, Good on you. Yeah. I mean, it's great, but I... Oh, no, it's cardio, mine, oh. mine boring. And so, so I generally aim for 10 minutes of skipping <laughs> and then change it up. I'm and then, impressed. And then, I, and then I go, well, Christy, my cousin started yeah. it because she looked at... Oh, so that's true. She kept, she's obsessed. What was she with? She kept putting stuff up. Yeah, she's skipping. obsessed with ship skipping. <laughs> obsessed. Obsessed. And so at Rio Olympics, she's out there in a bra jumping around every oh, day for skipping. Early. Oh, dude. Dude, shocking. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, so I was like, this is insane. I'm like, you should, but she looked really fit. I was yeah. really impressed. So I was like, I'll give it, I'll a, give go. it a go. And so I looked like a Gumby. I was so uncoordinated. It your legs. It hurts. Oh, and my whip like, Wah. Yeah, I know it hurts. So no, I thought, I'll stick this out because I'm stubborn <laughs> like that. If I, I want to learn to do something, I'll do it. it. And so now I'm like... Just getting on with it. So it's good. So I always do that. Also for my mental yeah, focus yeah. as well because I, I just think you've got to suck this up. You've got to get yeah, this done. It. So I do that. And then I do really dumb things too. Yeah, so God, I love dumb things. things like, um, it's just so stupid. But sometimes I sit on the treadmill and I put on a massive incline and then I <laughs> keep the brake up a bit yeah. and I'll walk. But I have to do puzzles at the same time. Oh, what sort of so, like Sudoku oh, really? and solitaires and anything. Oh, that's anything. interesting. So I challenge my brain at the same that's time. That's a great my body. idea. Oh, there you go. I say it's not crazy. Thank no, you. No, that's I awesome. I felt I was embarrassed actually admitting it. Oh, God, sometimes no. I think I think because you've got to do stuff and write. And, and exactly. Think. That's so, perfect. Hey, there you go. Look at Lyndall's whole st- new just, thing. Just put a copyright on it. You yeah. can start a whole new <laughs> training system. Watch out, Jessica. It's the Lyndall. That Lyndall. No, so I don't know. So, oh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. And so you get your heart rate up. I make sure my heart rate stays really I don't think high. I could do it. Okay, give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Give challenge. It a go. Challenge. Yeah, so up. I really put it as high. I put it on 11 and I crank up the tempo slowly and progressively. And each time I get through a different level in a game, I increase the speed. Or oh my the, God, I'm totally. And so I just it. keep going until yeah. I, I feel like challenged with my brain to and think, keep going. And then I, yeah. I always through. remember this is years ago. Um, you know how Adelinda Cornelison was into the whole fitness thing? Yeah. And I went to the Netherlands and did a thing with her trainer and her. And they would throw things at you. Oh, yeah. They would chuck stuff at you as you're trying to balance the yeah. stuff just to, so you wouldn't break. She's good at that too. Yeah. yeah. She's really good. No, but that, yeah. So, I yeah, know, similar. Same, same. Yeah, so there you go. It's different. Like how to do and shove an incline on and give it hell. There you go. I'm going to try it. Yeah, so that's me. Oh, I love it. All right, what else have we missed? 
Why do you compete? You just love a challenge. I just love the relationship with my horses, really. It's just mm. super simple. It's just a, it's a process of the end result of training. Mm. And, it's yeah. a, and it's another version of that. It's, it's linked together and I just, I just enjoy that relationship with a horse and where it takes you. Yeah. It's, it's the simplest, it's simple the most basic A reason. girl who loves the horses. Yeah, and really. loves the journey of it. I just mm. love it. I, just, it, I, doesn't, I never think about scores. And I don't yeah. remember school and I don't compete against other people and don't I don't even look at the start list most of the time. Yeah. And I never look who the judges are. People are always shocked, but I don't. Find out my time. That's my time. Turn up. Turn up, get on I do my routine with my horses before. That's why I have my time with them. And What's then I just involved? I always pluck my horses on. Yeah. Every time. I have to. I want that hour to myself with my horses and I know how they're feeling and how they're reacting on that day to the environment and things like that and then zone, we zone into each other mm. a little bit in that time and that's really precious time that I don't have as much as I used to yeah so after I had Amelia yeah yeah so yeah it's your bonding time yeah so it's, it's me mm. that's nice no. there's lots of things don't you worry do. I think we've covered <laughs> it's all right you're not here for another three hours <laughs> oh, you're fine.